you know, it's moments like this that if uh, Peel was in charge of editing, it'd all be, <laughs> just be left in. <laughs> just, just sat here, kind of going, oh, yeah. Just a long silence. But we, can, <laughs> we can trust Dave. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, not, not as far as you can throw him, but... No. A, a little bit. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Okay, hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode 34, I believe. Don't know. Um, oh, I didn't know last week. Okay, that's fine. We'll say this is episode 34. Um, and you can check for yourselves and see if you're right. Do we win a prize? Um, I'm Dave Bamford, I'm your King of the Castle, and I'm joined today by Mr. Lawrence Craven, my Captain of the Guard. Hello, hello, hello. There we go. And I'm also joined today by my dirty rascal, Jack Machin. Hello there. And uh, unfortunately, Mr. Peel isn't here. He has family stuff on a Wednesday. So I don't really know what to think of that. Just that he... His family have been uh, sucked into the television, my podcast, and Peel's got to get him back. Oh, is that it? I said to yeah, yeah. All right, well, it's good to see that he's communicating with someone. Yeah, from <laughs> the other side. Yeah. We are episode 34. This is episode 34. So uh, so that's nice. Good. Okay. Well, today's week on episode 34 of Banter Behind the Throne, we are going to discuss uh, what happened to Craven this week. And then we're going to discuss what Mitch and I have been up to this week, which was Ooh. the weekender. Uh, and create some uh, and uh, correct some uh, misconceptions that Peel may have laid out last week about the location of Stockton relative to Manchester. I'm glad we don't uh, have to do that every week because we'd have to run another <laughs> show. Well, normally I do it on the air. And yeah. I go, no, that's wrong. Whoever said it. But this time I was just sat there in Nando's, just like, well, that's wrong. Well, that's wrong. They're just putting yeah. me off my burger. I'm not qualified to supervise Peel. <laughs> Clearly not. No. <laughs> Um, then we're going to talk about the upcoming tournament this weekend, Vitalia Promoro in Spain, and how we're very jealous that we're not there, and we're going to give some advice to our English friends in Spain on how to deal with the evil Spaniards uh, and their armada. And then there was a change of plan mid-episode, and we decided to give away some swag in response to the surveys we asked people to fill out at Christmas time. So, Craven, do you want to take us away with uh, a little update about what you've been up to this week, or rather, what has been done to you this week? Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, this is going to lower, lower the banter levels a little bit, so I'll try and be sort of brief. But um, people may have seen on the on the cast page um, last week, um, there's def- people would definitely have noticed that the episode was late. Um, Dave was away as we've just discussed, um, leaving me and Peel in charge. Peel couldn't edit, so I was going to edit the show, and I was planning to do that Friday morning to upload it as uh, as close to normal as possible. Um, but somewhere along the line, Thursday evening, um, unknown amount of people uh, broke into my house and 
stole everything that they didn't have to unscrew or unplug, um, which meant my laptop, amongst other things, went with it. Um, so that was why it was late. It's been a really, really horrible week. Um, if someone had said to me about uh, you know a month or whatever ago, how would I feel if I was burgled? Um, obviously, I would have said I'd be pissed off about my stuff being taken and all that. Um, but I would have assumed that was kind of the long and short of it. What I never anticipated was um, just how upsetting the whole thing is um, and kind of the ongoing um, just horrible sort of nature and the horrible kind of taste that leaves in your mouth that someone was in your home. Um, what's made it even worse was the fact that I was actually in when it happened. So I slept through the whole thing, um, which does leave your mind to wander in some pretty horrible places when you're thinking about it. Um, I've thought about a lot what I would have done if I woke up or what would have happened had they not been here just to steal stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fucking grim situation. Uh, and I've got a lot of sympathy for anyone who has also gone through it. It's sort of, like I said, it's something I never would have considered. Um, but what made it a lot easier and did definitely lift my spirits was all the sort of lovely messages I got from a lot of people. Um, many, many people sent sort of good wishes and you know offered to help any way they could and that sort of stuff. Um, and so many of the people that did that were people who I've never even actually really met face to face. They just know me as a voice from the podcast. So um, that was really kind. So thank you to everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I don't. The only thing that wasn't taken um, of value was my iPad, which um, was in my backpack and in my kit, which was left behind because um, every other room downstairs was ransacked. Um, and I've, I think it was because of Dracula's tokens, because I had all my cards in that bag. Uh, I've been out all day playing cards, and I had my folder and my deck boxes were all in there. Um, and each deck box has got um, a set of Dracula's tokens in for each deck that it belongs to. And when you pick the bag up, it rattles a lot. It's like moving like a bubblegum machine. It makes a lot of noise. And I, I think, rightly or wrongly, that they may have even picked the bag up and it made such a racket that in the interest of being stealthy, they left it behind. So, um, yeah, my decks and my iPad are saved and because of swag tokens so the swag god was at least looking over me in that regard um so yeah that's that's what i've been doing this week so it's been pretty shit so what you're telling us is that you didn't get to play thrones this week <laughs> i did actually get to play thrones this week <laughs> yeah i did i did get to play um i played a deck i would have taken to the weekend i mean i didn't not go to the weekend because of the burglary i Oh, I was actually meant to be working nights at the weekend, but um, my work had been sensationally kind of helpful and told me just to take a few days. And obviously didn't really want me to leave my wife at home. Um, well, it doesn't really matter if he was in or not, because clearly these people don't give a shit. But um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, had I gone to the weekend of own a different world, I played the decks I would have taken, but I'll, we'll talk about that later on. So, um, oh, sure. yeah. There we go. That's been my um, terrible week. Well, our sympathies go out to you, of course. Yeah. As, uh, as we've said. I sincerely uh, hope it never happens to any of you. Um, just be vigilant, guys. Just 
double lock your doors and just yeah just make sure everything is sealed in tight um like a little public service announcement i guess we we were baffled as to how they got in because there was no visible signs of entry and the police checked over um and the police just list it as entry by means unknown it's quite common but when it happens to you you do end up thinking fucking hell like how did these people get in um naturally my my keys and everything were gone i mean they they stole everything from my phone and my laptop down to my every single item of my american football kit um to our car our house keys you know so naturally got our locks changed and we was talking to the locksmith about it and said to him like you know we have no idea how these people got in and the locksmith said that he this year in this area has been called out to do a lot of door replacements because of burglaries and um, he sees this quite a lot there's no entry signs and he showed us he said look i know exactly how he did it and he to the point where he locked us he closed the door and locked us out of our house and um i mean if you could get locked out by anyone the locksmith is probably the safest person to do it but um he produ- <laughs> he suddenly produced a credit card sized bit of car um plastic like thicker plastic from his from his pocket and he went look and within a heartbeat before i even realized what he was doing my front door was open using just this bit of card. Um, so any budding burglars, there's an idea for you. Um, but yeah, just double lock your PVC doors because they're not secure as they appear, as it turns out. So that's probably how they did it, the bastards. So bolts for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned wooden door and a fucking deadbolt. No one, no one start busted into castles. like... Yeah, you know, like the big keys you get for like jail doors and stuff like that. I'm very you can't familiar. Piss about with them? No, you can't. Yes. No. Yeah, you are very familiar with jail jail keys. Yeah. Um, get them. Just everyone get them. It might scratch your phone if you put it in the same pocket, but uh, it'll be worth it in the long run. Well, this is one of the things. Briefly, I'll, I'll just um, keep the tone lowered for a second. But um, one of the things that's really stuck in my mind. It's not the tone. The tone is normally pretty low anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but the mood. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Having spent a lot of time working in prisons, you know, over the years, I've upset all manner of um, people who are generally unpleasant. Um, and occasionally you always think about repercussions and that sort of stuff. But arrogance, perhaps, whatever. I've always assumed that if someone entered my home in the middle of a night, I would know about it. I would wake up. So I would do something. Um, and it's happened. And I didn't even stir. And it's, it's quite a sobering thought, you know. It's really kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, just to lighten the mood once more, thank you, everyone, who sent me nice messages. Uh, me and the wife really appreciate it. Um, and I'll leave it there. We can talk about some friends and and cheer up. <laughs> okay, well, uh, with that, we'll move on to what a fantastic weekend Jack and I had. <laughs> yeah, yes. you bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Really sorry. Sorry. so um this week was the the weekender uh it started you're local to the weekender so do you want to give us a a quick history of it jack um and for those who don't know you because you have been on the cast before but you've not really you've not been on for full episodes you've only been on for snippets so do you want to give people a quick introduction and uh yeah, and then talk talk to the week talk to us about the weekender and its history. And let me just interject. Uh, feel free to plug your uh, other podcast if you want. I, I uh, yeah. 
may mention the other podcast. Yeah, we don't mind. <laughs> it's not about Thrones. There's yeah. quite enough of those. Oh, fucking yeah. isn't there, Just? Wouldn't dream of doing another Thrones podcast. God. Two, three was too many. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm Jack. I've been playing since about... Uh, late 2013, I started playing. Uh, I'm I'm not very good at the game. Uh, I'm distinctly average, I'd say. Uh, I, but I, I've written a few tournament reports that people enjoy, and I, I'd like to consider myself a, a banterer in chief for the uh, the UK Thrones meta. So I, I'm not going to win anything, but Dan will have a good time if I'm out. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, I would agree with that in terms of. Thrones banter, you are definitely in possession of rich lands and a keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Thrones weekend was, well, I think it was by accident that last year's regionals, there was the Stockton on the Sunday and the Manchester on the Saturday. And I thought, well, if we don't do anything, most people who travel are only going to travel to one and Stockton have the much nicer store. So I may as well just invite everyone to stay over at my house and then people will come to our tournament as well, which kind of birthed the weekend. I think Dave, you came up last year, Josh came up last year and we had a, a great time on the Friday. We had the tournament on the Saturday and then the next day we all drove over to Stockton and had a great time then. And then in Starlight this year, I got a message from Ben, the TO in Manchester, saying, talk to Josh, let's do a weekender again. And we did it again, and we did it even bigger this time, uh, which is you know, funny that it was a store championship that was bigger than the regional. And <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it was, I think it was a great success. I know I had an absolutely amazing time this weekend that I still haven't quite recovered from. <laughs> I, I think that is a, a very apt statement. <laughs> It was it was quite intense. Uh, we rocked up to yours about about six ish, got on it straight away, and gradually people kind of filtered in. The the Jägermeister flowed, the bags were packed, um, pizza boxes were used to <laughs> illustrate the uh, the family bush of the Stockton meta. <laughs> Hang on, um, the family bush. <laughs> yeah, it's not a tree. <laughs> Okay, I was about to yeah, say, I so assume that that would be on purpose, but I wanted to kind of just at least acknowledge that. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a second. Well, I'm from Brigstock, so it's a, it's a well-established term in our meta. And, that makes uh, sense. Stockton is is worse, um, so that was that was fun. It just you know three or four people all shouting over each other, trying to establish exactly who's been with who and why and how and the and timing. When. Yeah, and, and when yeah. And, Although she wasn't sleeping with him then, they were sleeping together then when we were in Starlet, it was, uh, and there were lots of uh, Domino's boxes being drawn on in pen to, to like, this was summer 2014, this was summer 2015. <laughs> oh, it was, it was uh, a thing to behold really, because it was almost like uh, the scene in the, I think it's seen in the wire where it's like everyone, the chair recognises, but it was just whoever could shout loudest was the person person being listened to <laughs> brilliant that was very true yeah and of course there's there was two particular storylines going on at once and kind of there, there was crossover but it was oh it was amazing it was it was a complex plot and it would make a fantastic movie so uh 
if any budding directors are out there want to make a like a Thrones movie with a bit of a relationship drama in the midst of it, then uh, that's yeah. where you want to go. I'll go get the boxes out my recycling bin, and we can put a script together. That sounds like a good idea for the second half of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other beautiful moment from that night was uh was burned was um friend of the show Tom Barnaby Pass was uh telling us about how his dog died, uh, which wasn't funny. But then told us talked to us about how he wanted to move into this house, and asked he asked if he could have a dog. And the guy who owned the house said, no. Stern- but he didn't just say no, he said sternly no. And so Tom asked again, he said sternly no. <laughs> so now, uh, and, and once more for the third time. Now once you say sternly three times in less than 30 seconds, that's going to stick. Yeah, so now late. we have a new friend of the show who is sternly Barnaby Pass. <laughs> He's uh, definitely embraced this though, because I noticed he changed his name on Facebook. Yeah, oh, she changed his name almost instantly as soon as he realised that no, this isn't a joke. This is actually what you're called now, sternly. Uh, <laughs> and there was there was about fifteen minutes of resistance, and then it was just like, no, that no, you are sternly now, and embraced it fully. Uh, top yeah. sport, sternly Barnaby Pass. <laughs> Lad. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, and then we went drinking in Fab Cafe. Do you want to talk to us about Fab Cafe, mate? Fab Cafe is my <laughs> uh, favourite bar. It's, it's where I go most Fridays and then send drunk messages to the UK banter channel and about, yeah, I'm really drunk in Fab Cafe. And yeah, on that Friday night, it, not only were the all 11 people who were staying at my house that night, there were also different Thrones guys who'd come up the Friday and we're staying in hotels and there were people staying at Wedge's house who were there and a couple of other like friends who I know from Manchester. It's like all my closest friends are hearing Bad Cafe. I'm really drunk. I'm I'm just having the best time ever. And then a bouncer came over to me and said, Mitch, please put your shirt back on. And oh, I was like, do such a thing. Yeah, but it, it was nice that I got the personalised treatment of not just, please put your shirt back on, sir. It was the <laughs> the, the personal touch really made it. <laughs> you must have, yeah, he probably thought about six months ago, if I'm going to keep telling this guy to put his shirt on, I may as well let his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kicking him out because he makes us way too much money. <laughs> yes, yes, I've definitely paid for a lot of drinks in Fab Cafe. But also, you know, I do now know quite a lot of the guys on the bar in it, you know works it works both ways swings and roundabouts yeah all right yeah so that's pretty wonderful so we rocked up at fanboy the next morning uh with relatively light hangovers i think well i was still drunk uh oh yeah okay i i i think i went to bed at about five in the morning and i was up by eight um yeah yeah i i don't really remember writing my deck list but i definitely did (laughs) do that and oh god this, this the whole idea of that makes you feel physically sick yeah <laughs> it was it uh, i'm glad i didn't make the top cut because they deck checked me and i just had this scroll uh, I, like, I don't know what the cards are in there like i built it last night when everyone turned up and <laughs> continued building it as more people arrived at the house and i put this card in put this card in or whatever which might explain my performance on saturday potentially yeah, we were at Fanboy, and I think we had 38 players. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and uh, we we didn't go by FFG's recommended 
rules because they're silly. We did we did uh, five rounds and a cut to top eight. Good. Yeah. Which worked out perfectly because all the four ones and above made it. Exactly. As top it, three, two. As it should nine. be. Yep. So that was pretty wonderful. Um, obviously, you've covered your uh, your report in in your tourney report, which we'll uh, we'll link to it. But have you got any highlights from that day? What were you playing? I was playing a Targ Lords of the Crossing deck because I thought, well, Daenerys can participate in multiple challenges. Drogo can let me do multiple challenges and can deal with any problem characters. Like, what what is there to lose with this deck? This will be fantastic. And what I didn't do was put any other draw in it other than Danny, which when you get in games where you do see like you set up all three dragons or you get two out and put another one out, you're like, I'm ready for Daenerys now. Really ready for her and you just keep top decking like Rose Roads. It's it's rather depressing. I think my best game of the day was when uh Big Mike used Marjorie to boost Jamie up to eight strength and said, Well, put some out of burn contention and I've got Danny and a dragon there and two Jakaris in hand. I'm like no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have done it. I, I probably wouldn't have used those Jakaris if he hadn't have, like purposely goaded me into saying like, oh, "You can't get it. You can't get him now." I'm like, "I, I really can." And I'm going can, <laughs> and I will. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, I can take that. That was on my march to the wall turn as well, where he had at the start of the turn he had Jamie and Tyrion out, and just that, and it was like, "Well, Tyrion's going to the wall." And Jamie's going to the dead pile. Fantastic. <laughs> that that was one of the only games that I won. So, but that was fun. You did rather better though, didn't you, Dave? Uh, I, I did solidly. Um, I was playing Martel Lords of the Crossing, which I had played about four times beforehand, and it was really good. Um, I'd won all my games except one against Secondary Dave, where he beat me fifteen nil. Wow. Um, but if he hadn't won exactly then, he was going to lose no matter what. Like, he top-decked exactly the right icon control to stop me making a challenge back and kneel on the wall. And if it got... He only had... He had no cards in hand and only a reducer on board. So, you know, it was it was going to turn very quickly, but I varied slightly too late, basically. Um, but I played it... I played it there. I went 3-2. Um, I didn't trigger Doran's game once all day. I don't think I triggered the Viper. I may have got him for like one power at the end of, say, the first round or something. Uh, in four games, I triggered Varus five times, which was pretty <laughs> satisfying. Uh, except in one of those games against Sexy Rob from Stoke, uh, he cancelled both of my Varuses, uh, which was pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> so I didn't win that game. Uh the main, the main, uh, like the big highlight game was um, against Caitlin, who was also playing Martel Lords of the Crossing. Uh, she was playing a slightly different version. It didn't run Varus. It was slightly less controly. It might ran, be um, very similar to my version. It is. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it runs the knights and the knights rush stuff instead of the slightly more icon control and Varus, which obviously plays into my playstyle more. Um. And that was a very narrow, narrow game, which she eventually uh, beat me on her 
knights have renown turn, which is like plot eight or something. Um, plot eight, of course, being when I top deck my first Doran's game, I was like, this would have been really useful to yeah. <laughs> Um But it was just brilliant because on the first turn, it, I'll put the picture on the uh, Facebook page, but on the first turn, we both I set up a duped Nymeria and a Kaliot, thinking, you know, this is a subpar setup, but this much icon control is going to be really useful. Uh, and she sets up a Rose Road, a Kaliot, and a Nymeria. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's mine, but it's better because it has economy. <laughs> Uh, we both proceed to play, I think, exactly the same things first turn. We both played Attainted on each other's Kaliots. We both played like Reducers um, and the same like other character or something. It was it was really weird for the first two turns. It just a literal mirror match. Going back. It was a literal mirror match. Yeah, um, I managed to get Varys off fairly early, keeping Kaliot and Nymeria on the board, but I couldn't recover from it. I mean, I mean, despite having the characters, she managed to recover a bit better. Um, and yeah, pit me to the post. But it was a fantastic game. Uh, the mirror is incredibly stressful, but it was a lot of fun. But, well, basically, um, as we may have alluded to just then, that is the deck I would have taken. Um, it's a deck I um, I spoke to you briefly about on Thursday, Dave, on the phone. Mm. Um, I've been playing it all day Thursday with Jack, who was on the show last week. Um, I think I dropped two games of it all day. Um, we played a lot of games. Um I think Caitlin made a few changes though. She put in, I think, a Boneway and maybe Wildfire over Heads on Spikes. She um, was running Wildfire, yeah. Yeah, so she would have dropped a, a couple of things here and there. But um, yeah, I think Martel Crossing is superb. And as you, you just alluded to, there's quite a lot of ways you can take it. Um, yeah. I, I really like it. I think it's very good. Yeah, um, so uh, the other. Um so she made top eight with that, went four and one, uh, which is fantastic. It's good to see Martel doing well. Uh, and she did say the bone way was awesome. Yeah. The weekend. She played the same deck the next day, and I think she went three two. Yeah, it's um, convinced me to put it in. And she said, yeah, I think she she may only run one, maybe two, but she said, yeah, it, don't don't uh, underrate it, especially in that deck where you are throwing chump challenges. You're probably going to lose, and if you don't lose, hey. Throw a one-strength guy into a challenge and win it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know, I, I know that is. she was running one at the weekend um, and subsequently may or may not have changed to two. I'm not going to say too much because I believe she's playing it at Patala, so don't want to give away too much stuff. Yeah, so um, so earlier in the morning when uh, Ben, the TO, texted me, uh, and I woke up to this text and he just said, what do you want me to do with the special prize? <laughs> and I was just like what are you talking about what is the special prize he goes you know the one sponsored by Banter Behind the Throne and I was like no I do not know what that is what are you talking about and he oh, sent me a text of... <laughs> no and he sent me a picture of a cutout of the Spice Girls like a giant uh, cardboard cutout about as high, you know slightly high, higher than waist high um, and I was like, oh, I do remember. You texted me a couple of months ago saying you'd found it on the cheap. Um, and he was going to give it away as prize spot. Well, I said, give it away as the Tyrion prize, you know, for the guy who, miss- the, the guy who misses the cut by one place. Um, and so he did. Uh, so unfortunately, the Banter Behind the Throne Spice Girls Tyrion prize was won by me. <laughs> because I missed the cut by one place as the top three, two. Fix! Uh, so I now have a... Well... Uh, yeah. Do you now have it? 
because from what uh, yeah from what I could see while I was eating my tea tonight that it's still on my dining room table. <laughs> it is. I unfortunately forgot it. <laughs> um, but as we'll get on to, I will trade it with you later in the month because I will give you your deck back. <laughs> oh, that, that would be very kind of you. <laughs> so um, I will give you your deck. You will give me Waffles' deck from Starlek. I will give you your playmat, and you will give me my Spice Girls. <laughs> that, that sounds legit to me. Yeah, so a good trade will be had by all. But it was a fantastic prize. Very disturbing. Um, I tried to convince Secondary Dave to put it on his spare bedroom wall, but he won't. So I don't know where it's going to go, but I will find a place for it. I think it um, should travel with you. Bath. <laughs> it's a bit big to travel. Um, nah. It is a bit big to travel. Well, if there's one uh, thing... But maybe certain places. If there's one thing the UK's like, meta definitely needs, it is another pointless travelling trophy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if this one's even more awkward to move about than the sword. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't seen the sword in a while because it's gone to Scotland, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. We should, should never have let it go to the Scots. Oh, God. Yeah, it oh. should have been English. They'll yeah. discover I'm working now. They'll reverse engineer it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after that, we, uh, we went for a nap and a shower. And whilst that was happening... Um, Anti Banter won the tournament, which was a bit yeah, sad, with really. boring old uh, Barrafieldio. Hey, people have, you know, people moaned about boring NPE Barrafieldi when it was neither of them. Yep. Um, and then people stopped playing it. It's still good. Still yeah. fucking brilliant. It's really good. It's really good against Lords of the Crossing. You're not making what? three challenges, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I think it's a fantastic call. Um, I was just looking through Thrones DB, actually, while you were talking, and, and um, I see a lot of Lords of the Crossing decks have, have popped up. Um, but I can't see, well, really any, Baratheon Lords of the Crossing. Do they have... They've got the icon spread, but it doesn't really synergise with the... Because they're a Neil house. They're a control house, really, without a banner. Like if you, if you can banner to the rows, you can make them quite rushy. Yeah. But like if you're using Stannis, you can't really make three challenges yourself, so it's just a waste. Yeah, okay. I only I would... want to make one challenger turn. I only want to win the power challenge if I'm playing like a barra control deck. Yeah, that's good. Maybe good two, idea. I'm never making three challenges. So I think in the future maybe they might be all right. But as it is, if you're playing the mono house, you have to kind of go down the Neil route so yeah fair enough but uh yeah so Anti-Banter knocked out Josh who has put in one of those sterling performances he does every now and again he either plays Jank and crashes out horrendously or plays a decent deck and does really well yep, so that's uh, true. maybe he should take another learning opportunity from this like he did in Poland um and then we went for food which was lovely um and then we went drinking again which was nice as you, as you have to do. Uh, I stopped drinking like a very good boy because I had to drive the next day. Yep, yep. And I stopped drinking because I was tired, which is unlike me. Uh, that is unlike I you. Through the I couldn't drink through the tired this, that, that night. The night before I was very tired, but uh, Becky told me to sort myself out and I just kind of... Just did it. Drinking. I was like, sorry, Becky, I'm letting the side down. <laughs> I've repacked my bags I had a Smirnoff ice because you know why not <laughs> it's full of sugar don't laugh it is I love the taste as well it's lovely 
sounds lovely. Um, yeah, and off we went to Stockton in the morning, which was also great. Um, yeah. The intention was, you know, play Control on the Saturday, get a massive hangover, play Rush on the Sunday, and I was going to play Tyrol Lords of the Crossing, which I played about three games with, and it just rushed so hard. It was insane. Like... Josh and Whammer had been playing it on the Saturday and they hadn't used the Power Rush events, but I ran all of them. And whilst it was a bit more glass cannony, it did just win very, very quickly. And there was shit all your opponent could do with it, but basically. Um, but in the end, I decided to play the deck Wedge had played the day before, which uh, was a Greyjoy Lion deck, which I won't go into too much detail, but it basically just played Euron and played Gregor and then played Pillage Roulette. Um, and he made top four and I made top four so there must be legs in that deck right yeah maybe um, I, I do know that the UK meta is competitively hollow so um, and you thought we'd forgotten about that hadn't yeah. you Seth <laughs> we'll never forget no. we'll never forget um, no <laughs> um yeah, so I played that, like, I played against a, a Neil deck round one, and uh, I played Gregor on setup, and I didn't get to trigger his ability once in eight plots, because he spent the entire time knelt or milked. So that was, that was fun. Rather um, him than someone good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just the fear of Gregor, just all the hate went on him, which allowed Euron to go, alright, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I played against oh, Tom Clark. Because people shit Lannister. themselves. Yeah. I played against Tom Clark, who was playing Lannister at some point, and I stole uh, his wheelhouse, his Castle Rock, and his Lannisport. I was like, I have all your loyal locations. This is lovely. Did you uh, do a race? I, tri- <laughs> I have more Lannisters than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a bit nasty about it, it must be said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played Keb, who was playing another Barrowfieldy deck, which, yeah, is good. It's good. People should play it more. Um, but I put a Robert to the sword and marched to Stannis, and then that was kind of sad for her. Um, and, uh, yeah, I beat Whammer because I uh, pillaged a Knight of Flowers. You you very nearly got knocked out by Sternly. Hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got battered by Costas because I put a fishing net on Robert, which seemed like a good idea at the time, but then I couldn't see Stone chair him. So uh, that's a Oh, you bellend. So uh, I made the cut four and one and played Sternly, who had somehow he had got a first round bye, then he had lost to Whammer and Costas, and then he won his last two games. So he scraped into the cut on like an amazing strength of schedule because of Costas and uh, Whammer, and, and then yeah, and he was playing Night's Watch Fealty, and I Mad. set up like three three stealth characters straight away. And he goes, oh well, there's, I'm not going to get the wall off. Let's play John instead. So he chucks his wall to. The old forest ranger. Um, so gold he could play moves. to get the get the gold and play John. And to be fair, like he got very close to winning. Um, but when I finally got Euron, I took his wall. <laughs> oh. uh, and there is no way he's getting past Gregor and Euron. <laughs> so um, I got power off the wall, and it was lovely. Um, oh dear. And then I uh, and then I played against Whammer in the top four, and he taught me a new one, so that was fun, <laughs> basically. And he went on to win the tournament. Uh, they were all really good games. It's a really fantastic deck to play. Uh, it it shouldn't work because 
in theory, it was just bad. Like, if you look at the list, it's just a bad deck. Uh, but it did work, and it wasn't that reliant on Gregor. He was a threat, but he wasn't, you know, his pillage... It probably won me a game against Whammer, although it could have gone either way. But, you know, it was just icing on the top. Now, Euron was really good. Um, but it just... I don't know, it's, it, it shouldn't have worked, and it just did. It was just good. So... 2.0 makes no sense, basically. Things that are, are, are bad are good, and things that should be good are, are still good, but I just don't understand. <laughs> Everything's good. Nothing is bad. Yeah. You tell me about your deck, mate. <laughs> well, I, after doing pretty bad with Targ, I decided I was going to go back to the Lannister Banner of the Sun deck that I took to the top eight at Stoke, and I... I was like, yeah, I was pretty happy with how that deck played out. Let's let's give that another run out. And yeah, I I, I just scraped into the top eight, thanks to Burnley. Um, like, and I I, can't, I think I went three and two. And my two losses were against James and Costas. And I was like, yeah, that will uh, that I, I I will accept they're better players than me and probably and definitely outplayed me in both of those games. Uh, if I make the cut, great. If I don't, I get to go home early and kind of get get this weekend uh, finished. But I did make the cut, and then I played Costas, who topped the Swiss, and he absolutely battered me. The The best game I had all day was against Sweeney, and that was my round one game. And we were like, that was the second day in a row where we'd been paired up round one. It was like, oh. We're doing this again. And, yeah, he played a very fast Greyjoy Sun deck. I played uh, Lannister Sun. And it literally came down to us both playing Calling the Banners, tying on initiative. And I won mainly because I had slightly less power and got to go first. And it was, it was even then, an incredibly close game that kind of... He played out Littlefinger, and I, it was like, are you happy with that? And I've got the goal down, I'm like... Yes, that's fine. No treachery on this. Uh, he draws the cards off Littlefinger, and then he's sitting there. He's working out, doing all the maths for Nymeria, and like, how can I get through this challenge phase for me to come back and win? And I'm sat there going, well, as soon as he uses Nymeria, I'm going to treachery it, and that's fine. I'll just win the game right there and then. So looking kind of smug, stroking my beard. That and then I play treachery after he triggers Nymeria, and it gets hands judgments, and I'm like. Oh, he's done me there. But still, just about managed to get through thanks to the extra injury challenge from Casterly Rock. But that was that was my closest game of the day, and it was probably my best game of the entire weekend. Okay. Um. So yeah, any any further thoughts on the weekender? Uh, I. I... I had an absolutely incredible time at the weekend. I'm so happy that everyone came up and I got to kind of take everyone out in in my town. And yeah, I, I it was it was incredible seeing everyone. And I hope we get to do it again, but not in the near future. <laughs> because my it is a pretty gone. Because my bank account can't take it. And. But no, if we do it again, maybe later in the year or next year, I hope even more people can come and we can do a similar thing. 
maybe switch it around, do Stockton on the Saturday, um, Manchester on the Sunday, or with a different city, it would be great. Yeah, I, I was thinking, could we do Stockton on the Saturday one day, go out there, because I've obviously not been out in uh, in Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, a point there to, to correct us from last year, last week, um, Stockton is not Stockport, which is 20 minutes south of Manchester City Centre. It is, in fact, Stockton near Middlesbrough, which is two and a half hours away. So, Peel learned geography. Apologies I, to the Stockton Meta, who are, who are very close friends of ours. I, I question the two and a half hours drive as well, because it took me just under two hours to get there. And I, I, did, yeah. I, I did wonder, like, everyone was like, oh, it take, takes ages to get over there. I was like, but it won't. And it didn't. Like, you and Secretary Dave set off a good 20 minutes before me. And I think we arrived 10 minutes before you did, so... That's because Secondary Dave drives like a grandma. <laughs> um, I, I remember looking at Google Maps and thinking, it definitely didn't take that long last year. No. Uh, but, yeah, it, it doesn't take as long as you expect. But, yeah, so congratulations to the Anti-Banter and uh, Whammer, who won with uh, on the Sunday with Lords of the Crossing, Tyrell. Good innings from everyone involved, I think. Yeah. Um, so... With that, that's the weekend. Have you got any questions, Craven? Um, no, not really. I was going to sort of speak up about some of the, the choices, um, but you've kind of neatly um, got to them before I got to ask them. So no, no Fantastic. further questions. <laughs> Your honour. Indeed. Okay. Um, so with that, I guess uh, it's time to prop Batalapur Amoro. Uh, yes. For those who aren't aware, what it is, because. Um, I have seen people in like the Discord chat today saying, you know, what is Batala? Uh, it is the first of the Road to Starlek tournaments, the fan-organised tournaments, uh, which happen, you know, roughly one every month for six months or so in different countries across Europe. Lots of people travelling, and the top prize is entrance and accommodation free to Starlek with a first-round buy. Um, Starlek, of course, being the European Championships in a castle in Germany, which is legit. Um... So, Batalapur Amoro is the Spanish one, which happens in Madrid every year in March. Last year, it was the biggest first edition tournament of the year, with the exception of Starlek, so it was bigger than Worlds. Um, and It was fantastic it, last year. As, 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 an, as a, an attendee, it was a really top, well-run tournament, and I played some great games. Just thought I'd interject. Great. Well, please don't interrupt <laughs> Um, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm monologuing, um, the uh, yeah, um, this year it is shaping up to be the biggest second edition tournament yet, which is pretty fantastic. Um, I think there's over 130 players pre-registered. Uh, well, I think I think you have to pre-register for it, um, which is great. The prize support is always top-notch. There's always uh, house cards. There's top of house play mats. There's Top 16 playmats, I believe. There's um, some top of house, uh, like house cards. Did you see those on Facebook today? Um, I did see them. Yes. Yeah. So it, they're similar to the ones they did at the French Nationals last year, where there's like a, a tray with the name of the house and little uh, slots for 15 power tokens. Um, and then at the back there is a uh, like a carved uh, scene of say like the Grey Door one is uh, the Towers of Pike. 
and um, the Baratheon one is like Storm's End or Dragonstone or something. You know, just like a castle in the background of the uh, thing, like a 3D house card, which are really, really cool. Um, and pretty much one of a kind, although they are, of course, now two of a kind, because, you know, they gave them out in France last year. Uh, Basically, so they're lovely, but get your own prize support. Batala has, their prize support is so good. The prizes on offer for this tournament are incredible. Yeah, they do go above and beyond. Um, and if they didn't sell out so quickly every year, I might I might end up going. But I'm too indecisive and I don't make up mind about these things quick enough. Um, so, yeah, best of luck to all the Brits out there. I know there are quite a few, some of whom have already arrived today, Wednesday as we uh, record this, which is pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, it, it occurred to me. No, oh, sorry. It occurred to me that some of them have gone out there really early. I see Josh and that are already out there. I did think, fucking hell, like, that's like three days away. But good on them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether it's particularly cheaper to fly out to Madrid in a, during the week rather than a Friday afternoon or something. I, if you're I flying a budget go. airline, flying midweek is always significantly cheaper. Yeah, so I bet that's part of it. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think Madrid is a particularly expensive city, is it? As European no, capitals go. No, it's certainly no Berlin. Is it, mate? How expensive? I I didn't find time? it to be that expensive at all. Uh, I I ordered Dos Cerveza Grande quite a lot and never really balked at the price of it. Uh, I I didn't really order anything else, so I can't I can't really say what <laughs> like what, what anything else cost. But two, two beers you often got change back from ten euros, like a significant change like sometimes five euros back and change it was fantastic well that's very reasonable isn't it yeah okay have you got any uh, advice any spanish tips for our our friends in spain well if you see everyone running down the street there's probably <laughs> there's probably a ball chasing them so i i join in and run as well that's my probably top tip for being in spain <laughs> okay um i've taken the liberty of uh, finding some useful Spanish phrases so I know you've got a bit of experience in Spanish Craven so I'll just uh, yeah. type them up for you best to correct rude. your pronunciation no I'm going to type them and you can say them oh okay oh. hang on let me just try and get the chat window up there again you go. there's one hang on um, how do I do this bear with if um, yep uh-huh. Oh. Oh, well, I know this is. Yeah. To madre era un hamster, to padre olia a baya de soco. And what does that mean? Your mother was a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Yeah, so that's uh, particularly apt, I'm sure. Very useful British insult there. Or French insult, I guess it should be. <laughs> um, and then this is uh, an incredibly useful phrase which I use all the time I'm sure uh, Perón Camarero he pedido patatas fritas yes what does that mean excuse me mate where's my chips yeah excuse me waiter I ordered chips <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, just say that to someone in the street and see what they say <laughs> well the Spanish are in my experience 
kind of diametrically opposed to being really helpful and sort of really like aggressive. So you, you'll right. either get chips or you'll get shot. Oh, okay. Um, so I've got this book of uh, essential foreign swear words, and so I was looking at the ones which you know we could say on the air, and they were some of the more interesting phrases that they gave us. Uh, some of them would be much more welcome on other podcasts than ours. Um, yeah, I'm pretty jealous that I'm not going. Uh, to be honest, I would. I've missed out on a lot of friends over the last sort of seven days, um, and either one of these events I would like to go to, but having never been to Madrid. Uh, I feel particularly sour about the fact I'm not going to be there, so uh, I'm just going to have yeah. to make the most of going to Amsterdam, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, I got a text from uh, Buzz Aldrin, as is, <laughs> which always amuses me, the other day, saying uh, two spots have, you know, opened up in Battaglia. What do you think? And I thought, well, I do want uh... to, but I don't think I can take two days' leave at this short notice. You know, with the financial year ending in like three weeks. Um, which is a shame Uh, and I was kind of okay with that and now people are actually in Madrid um, especially as there's a first edition legacy tournament and Josh has been talking about his jank Um, now I'm really jealous now I really wish I had gone Uh, so I'm incredibly sad yeah think of all the cool testing you could get in as well in Madrid for three days before the tournament starts that'd be nice yeah, a bit of paella, my some, deck at least four times. Yeah, some Australia on a, a nice public square somewhere and playing some thrones in the sun. Doesn't sound too bad, does it? No. Chumps for staying oh, here. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, next year. We'll go next year. Next year. This week, instead, I get to uh, go to the Cox. Yes. Yes. Mike's leaving do. Ooh. Um, it'll be the last time Mike will ever pack my bags for me. Or assist me in packing my bags, which is. Uh, oh, are you sad about that? Till we get, oh, we are. Well, I'm sad about that, and we'll get someone new in the cox, and I'll have to teach them all my, you know, eccentricities. It's Weird like, ways. What? <laughs> I want a gin and a Fanta. Yeah. What, what do you mean? And what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yes, this is called a gin and banter. Yeah. Please give it to me regularly. I said a manister. <laughs> manister, you heard me. <laughs> Need to pack my bags. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd like a lager bottom. A what? A lager bottom. A lager top, but with the lemonade first. <laughs> you heard me. Have you ever ordered a lager middle? No. <laughs> Where you make them pour you half a pint, put lemonade in and then fill it up. <laughs> it pisses them off so much. But Mike does that for me. Because he knows it makes me happy. So there you go. You will love again. <laughs> Enjoyed me on this, eh? Uh, <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> but would think, I wonder what he's like talking about wrestling. You, you can find out uh, by listening to the K-Word podcast, uh, which is iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, can you, you explain what K-Word refers to? Uh, yes, it doesn't refer to, as I found out when I Googled it for the first time the other day, um, a South African racial, uh, a, an, an, a, a racist term in South African. It's not that. It refers to kayfabe, which is like uh, the knowledge that wrestling is fake. Right, okay. It, it's the difference between the wrestlers kind of, you know, 
that they they have their lights and then they have their characters who they play in the ring and to the the gap between them is kayfabe and that is our k word okie dokie uh right so um next up we're going to talk about the feedback that uh was left for us a couple of months ago now, uh, you may remember, or you may not, if you're slightly newer to the show, that just before the end of our first uh, series, for want of a better word, at the end of Christmas, uh, just before Christmas, um, we sent out a Survey Monkey feedback with the promises of swag for the winners. Um, we asked you lots of questions about uh, language and content and uh, additional content um, and so on and so forth, and said that some people will get prizes for entering. I've just clapped again because I'm getting overexcited. Um, Craven, do you want to take away, you know, some of the learning points we've had, some of uh, any of the more interesting answers, and so on and so forth? Yes, no problem at all. Um, yeah, it's quite a, a good level of feedback. Actually, we, we definitely took a lot from it. I remember the day after we got it come in, me, Dave, and Peel spent. Uh, even longer than we normally do before we start recording and discussing it. So it was all really appreciated. Um, I'm pleased to announce that 100% of the people who answered this survey said they're fine with the swearing, which is which is good. Okay. Um, yeah, because that was going to be difficult to sort out. Um, what else really stuck out to me? Um, we had an almost 50-50 split on whether to have a sign-off or not. Um, with the actual kind of... It was literally 22 people for, 21 people against. So we are British, first-past-the-post rules um, here. So I will unfortunately, make you aware that we have actually had a formal complaint about our sign-off. Uh, we've had we've had people moan have we? that they don't like it, but uh, Wedge at the weekend uh, actually lodged a formal complaint saying that he did not like it at all and it offended his sensibilities. He did not like that we changed what was a uh, what was a tradition on our show. We've been doing it for 25 episodes. Um, he didn't like that he changed. He liked the excitement of not knowing whether his signal had cut out in the car or whether we had actually ended. Um, he said the only sign-offs acceptable are the ones that end with songs or the ones that end with Scottish people being angry about sign-offs. Um, so, in honour of that, I would like to bring back the no sign-off. And I think we should have a vote right now. Uh, I vote no sign-offs. Yay! No, this is not how it works. <laughs> uh, luckily for you, I do the editing, so I get to choose whether there's a sign-off. Um, so what we're saying is, you are overriding British parliamentary <laughs> tradition, Dave. Yeah. Are we doing I, I this? I might do. Are we really going to do this? I might do. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to see how I feel tomorrow. If I have shit don't work, sign-offs are gone. If, if well, Burkow was in the room, yeah, he'd be going if, shit. If, he'd be going ape shit. He'd be calling for well, order. This is not, this is not parliamentary due process. I won't have it. Well, it's a shame that we're not a government, isn't it? <laughs> it's a shame that this is a dictatorship run by the person doing the editing. So, uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where is your peel now? <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> you, you're, all, you're all sitting there in your high tower, but you know if I launch a military coup, how this is going to end? <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Fucking won't. I'll burn it down. Right. <laughs> <coughs> oh, this really put me off doing this now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm saying we, we've, we've had a formal complaint, and uh, I want to rectify that. Can we have a referendum? <laughs> 
<laughs> Silence, Clegg. Well, even uh, even one of the guys that voted for it got really apologetic because he knew how upset he made me. He was like, I didn't, I don't care that much, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Better tell be, us, uh, better to be feared than loved. The rest of- um, <laughs> banter behind the front produced content for YouTube what would you like to see the most it was a pretty even split people would obviously quite like to see some sort of YouTube content although there was no option to say they don't want to see any so I can't really take that from that it was kind of forced in um, uh, 51% of our respondents said they listened to all the main casts well that changed now because there is 150 of them and at the time we still referred to as the big three people still refer to us the big three as, you know it yeah yeah, we're like uh, thrash metal bands. People weren't that fussed about us changing the logo, and, and many people actually want us to keep it. Good, because I don't want to change the logo. Um, me neither. Who wanted to change the logo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what have you enjoyed least about this season? Uh, someone put down Dave singing. Oh. Yeah. That was, some, that was definitely someone we know. I say um, that, we know most people. I really don't care about the Spice Girls. Get a life. Yeah. Not enough swearing. Um, what's the thing you've enjoyed least about this season? Peel. But <laughs> 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 it says joking with smiley face, but were they joking? Um, oh, here's one. What have you enjoyed least about this season? Endings that weren't obviously endings. It's very annoying when you're in the car and it just stops. <laughs> Although, to be fair, grammatically, they could have been talking about their car there. Because that is annoying. Was there a full stop on the end of that sentence? No. Well, practice yes, what no, you preach. Is. <laughs> yeah, there, <we laughs> there is a full stop at the end of the sentence. Uh, so some of the nice things, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, it's rounding a chat-type format that you have. Yeah, good. You guys are the best. You guys are legends. Um... How about doing reviews of some different bags? That's a good idea. Bags? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good idea. Yes, please uh, do I'll, your I'll, pod- I'll make podcast it- on YouTube in sign language, seeing as Dave has destroyed my eardrums. That was good. <laughs> um, I fucking love you guys. Will you have my, my babies? Well, that could get confusing. Um, we could have three men and the babies, then. Yeah, you know? we could do. Phil and I have always wanted that. I'm definitely Selick. The baby. <laughs> I think Peel wants to be Selick, so. Uh, Who that's doesn't a, want that, to that's be a topic for off air. Yeah. That is a topic for off air. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's some of the feedback. So shall we get on with the draw? Yeah. So, um, so we've got some swag. We have some of the Altar Game of Thrones plot cards from Gen Con, UK Nationals, and a couple of other events here and there. There are two copies of that. We have one top four mat from the UK Nationals, which is the Defenders of the Wall art from first edition. Is that right, yeah. the Baratheon card? It's right. Um, I've, um, I've spent a lot of time in prayer over this, uh, communing with the swag god, and, and he he said to me that this mat would be perfect for someone who is playing uh, Night's Watch, Baratheon, Bannered either way. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, they're definitely at the wall, and they're definitely Baratheon characters, so that's pretty nice. Um, The art doesn't look that interesting on the card, and when the swag was announced, we weren't exactly enthused. Uh, But having actually seen them, uh, and obviously we own two of the five copies in existence, uh, they are pretty nice. Um, So Jack Abbott, who was on last week, 
was kind, kind enough to give us his TO, Matt, because he helped TO at the Nationals. Um, so he's given us that to give away. Uh, also, we have one banter behind the throne, Matt, which has our artwork on it. If you've met me at Worlds or any of us at Starlek and a couple of other events, you'll have seen the mats. Um, they are pretty damn nice. Uh, there is one of those to give away. And uh, last up, we have two copies of March to the Wall. Um, the plot, which is from the Red Saturday event in New York a couple of months ago, back in October, November kind of time. Uh, yeah, November, because it was after Worlds. Um, that is uh, some of the house sigils, you know, um, like a dragon, a stag, a wolf, and a lion being marched into uh, Central Park Zoo in New York. And that is really nice artwork. So thanks to Roy Rogers and some of the other guys from New York to sending, uh, for sending those over. Um, we, the way we're going to do it is we're going to... Craven's going to... Oh, I'm going to use a random number generator. Craven's going to work out which number on the list that person is. And then they will get to choose which item they want. Um, you know, and just, you know, first pick this, second pick this. Uh, so just let us know, uh, and if we don't hear from you by the time we record next week, which is about nine o'clock GMT on the Wednesday, then we'll pick someone else out, and they will get sixth pick or whatever it is. Um, the only caveat is that we've been asked not to give the New York stuff to anyone from America, if and Canada, if you want that stuff you have to go to New York or talk to you know or go to Worlds or something and get it in person so the uh, March of the Wall is only available to the rest of the world which is a is a first and it's nice not because we're racist because New York hates you so yeah um random number generator have you decided which way up you're going to go I am going to go in ascending order um from the top down fantastic uh so how many entries have we got well, 43 people answered the uh, survey, and three people skipped the final question, which reads, to be included in the prize draw, please like us on Facebook and leave your Facebook screen name here. So um, three people elected not to bother, and Jack has subsequently removed himself um, for, um, in the interest of fair play, leaving 39 potential winners. Okay. Um, I will generate a number. There is a high risk that um, people we know come up on this, and we're just going to have to roll with that, because there aren't that many respondents. So apologies if it if the only people that come out are people we know, <laughs> as in people from the UK or people we've met. Uh, it's We promise it's not deliberate. It is purely random. Let's see what happens. So, are we all ready? Don't. Yes. Number one is number four. And number four is Barry Wardle. Oh, I know Barry Wardle. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's Barry Wardle. He plays in Northampton, which is my local meta. So that's depressing. <laughs> so Barry. Okay, at least I won't have to pay for postage. Yes. Okay. Next number is number 39. Number 39 is Daniel Vincent George Mulcrone. Are you taking the piss? No. Oh. Right, he's from Northampton as well. So, uh, yay. <laughs> right. This is bad. Okay, next number is 35. 35? Yep. Oh, you, you, you don't fucking believe this. Who is it? 
It's Glazer. Glazer? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, at least he's not from Northampton. <laughs> so, well done, Glazer. You win a prize. <sighs> he can't have the March of the Wall cards, at least, but he's already got them. Right, next. Oh, I'll do next. Yeah, you're doing it. Um, <laughs> okay. Number one. Number one? On its own, number one. It's Liam Hall. Liam Hall. Congratulations, yeah. Liam. I don't think I've met Liam Hall. No, I, I don't think That's I have, have either. Okay. Well, this is good. This is good. Uh, okay. Next one is number 14. Ooh, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, you six. You count that one, haven't you? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 is Ben Cotton. Ben Cotton. Lovely. And last, but certainly not, well, actually is least, I guess. Um, 17. Oh, that's, that's Mitch. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to re-roll it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mitch. It's all right. Uh, you would have got... The interest of bias. Okay, uh, instead of Mate, we have number seven. Number seven is... Oh, fuck's sake. Who is it? Patrick Haynes. Patrick Haynes. That's not exciting. This is going to cost me postage sent to these Americans. (laughs) So uh, uh, two of these about. guys have been on the cast. Yeah. Right. Okay. Two, well, <laughs> two guest hosts, two people from your nearest meta, which isn't Brickstock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. well. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for contributing, guys. Yes. <laughs> it's all fair game. Okay, well, oh, dear, uh, I don't know if this would hold up to an inquiry, would it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, we couldn't really, ex- you know, exclude our family and friends because that would be ridiculous. Because um, there'd be about four people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, uh, where was I going with this? Yes, guys, if you message the um, the podcast page before next Wednesday, uh, then. Let us know what you want in order between the Game of Thrones, the March to the Wall, the Banter Mat, or the Nationals Mat. And uh, give me your address, and I will send that out to you. And everybody will have a good time. Congrats. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, another quick well done. Um, Martin Dessart won a store championship the other day using our Flowers Voltron list. Oh, really? He, yep, he did, and he's um, given it full credit on FriendsDB. He's used the derived from function on his deck, and um, even mentions us in his little uh, spiel at the top. So, well, mate, good job, and nice to see. That's the second big event. Out, well, I don't know how big is big, actually. I don't know how many attended that one or the other one, but um, that's definitely the second tournament where that deck has gone on to win. Fantastic. Mm. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's very good. We're not completely useless. Yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? As well, I played it a bit the other day when I took a bit of time off from Martel, Lords of the Crossing, and it is it's bloody fantastic. Fantastic. Fantabitosi, yeah. Um, do we have any small topics to end with, or do we just end on on that? Well, I, I, as we've already discussed, Dave, uh, we end when you decide we end, it seems. We live <laughs> in the time of King Dave. 
Listen to the K word. <laughs>